This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And you open your Bible this evening to the book of First Corinthians chapter number six this evening. The book of First Corinthians chapter number six tonight. I want to minister uh, every Wednesday for the next few Wednesdays, I'm going to be ministering a series, amen. I'm starting a new series uh, on this uh, specific subject on First Corinthians chapter number six uh, this evening. There has been a moral revolution in the day and the hour that we are living in. New beliefs have come up uh, because the society that we are living in is pleasure oriented the mood in general society and even around the world is a very permissive and daring mood people today if you see their attitude is a very irreverent attitude towards god specifically to the sacred things of god in particular towards marriage how many of you know tonight marriage is sacred in the eyes of God? How many of you can say amen? But this generation we are living in has so much of irreverence towards the sacred union of marriage, marriage relationship. Specifically, I believe this is a generation of sexual immorality like never, never before. Look at the birth control methods today. Look at the loose moral standards today. Abortion. Things are so blatant. Sexual perversion. You see the internet. Everything is so permissive. And I believe tonight that if you are not careful, this spirit can so easily get a hold of God's children God's church and I believe that this spirit has to be addressed in this generation. First Corinthians chapter 6, Paul is addressing a number of things that God hates and especially the things that, you know, God says these people will not go into the kingdom of God. Who are some of those? Let's see First Corinthians 6 verse number 9. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators. Look at first in the, first in the list itself is what? Fornicators. Nor idolaters. Nor adulterers. Look at that. Homosexuals nor sodomites, nor thieves, or covetous, drunkards, revelers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Verse 11, and such were some of you. He is speaking to the church in Corinth that some of you in the church were like this, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. Paul is admonishing the Corinthian church that these people cannot enter. And specifically, if you see fornicators, 
He's talking about adulterers, homosexuals, sodomites. If you see every one of those are attached to sexual sin and Paul is addressing in the church that was some of you but God washed you clean beware that you enter back into those and give into those things and tonight I believe that the church needs to have victory over sexual sin how many of you can say amen and so are those amen who are men and women who claim themselves to be believers so let's pray father tonight minister to our hearts reveal to us God this evening through your word God I ask you God a clear-cut word in Jesus name amen praise Jesus hallelujah so those of you with families who are watching me online right now and if you have really small children or whatever you can feel free amen probably for them to be in a different room or whatever if you can do that that is up to your discretion I'm not going to be talking anything amen in detail but if you think that would benefit for you that's the discretion of the respective parents I want to preach a sermon I've titled tonight uh, amen victory over sexual sin part one I'm going to do a multiple parts to address this situation uh, 2017 there was an article in uh, India Today magazine on the number of uh, people who are caught for sexual sin especially for those who claim to be Christians how many of you know Christians are not to be involving in sexual sin but the problem is you can see today sex scandals are everywhere take the Catholic Church today the number of sex scandals take any other congregations you know somewhere you know people have had this among the church and it you know happens also among those who claim to be believers and I'm telling you tonight it's the same issue Paul is addressing the church in Corinth and he say he's addressing the specific issue of uh, sexual sin and when I was reading uh, this article if I may just quickly uh, pull that article for you uh, on um, uh, it says 20th January 2017 Outlook not India Today sorry Outlook uh, uh, India.com magazine it the title of the uh, uh, of the article says the sins of our fathers sex crimes come with a tinge of holy terror that's what you know it talks about uh, why then does the Indian Catholic Church does not walk in its pious talks uh, it talks about the recent uh, uh, flurry of sex scandals among uh, and as you go through the article uh, uh, one of them begins to give some understanding that really begins to uh, uh, shock me and one of the uh, person uh, he goes on to say um, that celibacy and virginity are indeed practiced on a large scale um, and he goes on to say there may occur some sin and failure in vows but that is not the end of life in a sexually saturated and sensate world exceptions only prove that there is law he says one of the you know representative of the catholic church he says uh, celibacy and virginity is very difficult but it's not impossible and he goes on to say sins do occur time to time it begins to bloom uh, and uh, you know every sin is not a crime he says in any case 
crime is a matter that the state has to deal the church has no power there i want to tell you tonight i differ from that the church does have power how many of you can say amen we have to address sexual sin especially among church people those who claim to be born again believers if you are a born again believer and if you are involving in sexual sin can i tell you this evening that is a violation to god's word and how many of you know god will judge us for a sexual sin we are no different tonight so i want to see firstly on addressing sexual sin it's going to be a very quick sermon for the sake of timing so addressing sexual sin tonight my first point the seventh commandment in the new test in the old testament uh, that god says in the 10 commandments thou shall not commit adultery exodus chapter 20 verse number 14 you shall not commit adultery very clear command of adultery a sexual sin a violation if you see proverbs chapter 5 verse 18 and 19 also it talks in a positive way it gives some clarity in the positive realm where the lord god amen begins to say that we ought to rejoice he says let your fountain be blessed rejoice with the wife of your youth as a loving deer and a graceful doe let her breast satisfy you at all times and always be enraptured with her love In other words there is some pleasure that is you know valid and that comes with the wife of your youth in other words in marriage see in today's generation sexual sin is so permissible fornication and all of those dynamic run rampant to a place where people have no you know uh, they don't even address that anymore churches will allow anybody and everybody to be on the platform the guy is in multiple relationships you know sleeping with many women who are not even they're not married you know they're having sex before marriage they're involved in pornography and this open homosexual gaze leading song services and this that the other why they will not address sexual sin i want to tell you tonight god wants us to be delivered from any kind of sexual sin how many of you can say amen the old testament the new testament if you see it establishes the marriage relationship as a beautiful very intimate divine relationship between one man and one woman under the banner of marriage how many of you know our relationship with jesus christ is also in the picture of what marriage he is the groom we are the bride his church the bible says see uh, a sexual relationship is a gift from god but it has to be under the banner of marriage it must be disciplined it should have boundaries from under an honorable marriage if you are not married and involving in sexual you know activities how many of you know that is a violation according to god's word how many of you can say amen you know what we need to preach this in this generation We have to address this because somehow the word sex has become a taboo. No one will address this three-letter word, you know. But I'm here to tell you tonight: this matters to God. 
Marriage is honorable, the Bible says. Above all, let the marriage bed be undefiled. The truth be told. Many Christians, even believers for that matter of fact, if they are very honest somewhere, they have dived into you know, fornication or sexual relationship before marriage and they have defiled the marriage bed. And the Bible says in the text, war whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge so sexual sin, is it right tonight? So if you are married, oh, but pastor, I am married. I can be involved in any sexual activity. How many of you know that is not true? If you are not married, you cannot be, is it, is it okay for me? I'm not married yet, but you know what? We just want to spend time together in a one night stand. We're just exploring each other. Are we compatible? What does the Bible have to say? The world says it's permissible. It's cool. That's what God made you, man. We are, you're all, we're all, you know, a people of our own, you know, nature. You know, this is natural to us. The Bible says that sexual relationship is a blessing and a gift from God only if it is under the banner of an honorable marriage. But the sad reality is many people today have no understanding about that. There are different kinds of sexual sin that I want to address, especially the word adultery. What does the word adultery mean? It means to corrupt, to make impure. How many of you heard the word, you know, the milk is adulterated? Something, you know, it's an adulterated petrol. What happened? It caused some impurities. And broad terms, if you say adultery, you're talking about impurity and perversions that you bring into a very sacred relationship. So in a broad sense, you adultery or sexual sin, it's a violation to a blessing. You know, sex is not bad unless it is under the banner of God's marriage between one man and one woman who who are married to each other, they are husband and wife, but the problem is sexual sin has made it look dirty. You know, there are many people, you read the story today, horror stories, can you open the newspaper and you read a father would rape his own daughter? Talking about incest, you're talking about seduction, talking about fornication, couples, you know, singles who are not married but will involve, you know, in, in fornication. It's lewdness, unfaithfulness, promiscuous behavior, sodomy, which happens all the time in, in the jails. How many of you know men after men, they have sodomy, harlotry, prostituting, whoring and all of that. It is a lot of things that are happening in today's generation. And this has to be addressed in today's, uh, amen, uh, time and hour, especially in the church. How many of you know you cannot allow that spirit to come into the church? What example is the church setting? When it's a place where God meets and it's a very place, uh, young boys are getting abused, young girls are getting abused, uh, this, that, the other, and, and, and then the king, and then it is, a, oh, sex crimes with a, in a little bit of holy tingle. What kind of mockery to Christianity? There is something called as physical sexual sin. It's the act of having a sexual intercourse with, with a person who's not, amen, your married partner. How many of you know that's a violation? That you cannot indulge yourself in physical intimacy with another man or another woman who is not your husband and who is definitely not your wife. 
Leviticus 18.20 Moreover, you shall not lie carnally with thy neighbor's wife or husband to defile thyself with her or him. How many people give in to that? David and Amen Bathsheba. How many of you know it happened in the Bible? Man after God's own heart. He was, Bathsheba was Uriah's wife. David, my friend, you were in church. You knew Christ. You knew everything and yet you're sleeping with another woman. But see, this happens. And this has to be addressed today. Unfaithful husbands. You're watching me this evening. Are you an unfaithful husband? Have you been indulging in physical sexual sin? Have you been an unfaithful wife? Proverbs 7.27, the Bible says her house is the way to hell. Going down to the chambers of death. You, have, you and I need to wake up tonight because in the Christian realm, how many know Christianity is a relationship with God should portray purity. How many of you can say amen? We serve a God who is without spot or blemish. Why is it that, amen, there is so much of sexual sin in the church world today? Because it is not being addressed. And as the Bible says, my people perish because of the lack of knowledge or ignorance. Not just physical sin, but also legalized sexual sin. How many of you know people travel to different nations for that? Or I'm going to Bangkok for buying clothes. No, you're not going to Bangkok to buy clothes. You're going to the red light street there. That's why you're going for not everybody, but I'm telling you a good number of people because it's legalized, right? I won't be caught. You know, the government will not do anything. This, that. this is how many people do that? I'm not talking about the world today. See, the world lives in sexual sin. We understand. I'm addressing believers. I'm addressing the church. You know, people like that in your home, your families, people that you know, your friends, and they love to travel to legalize sexual sin. Not just that, there's also a mental sexual sin. How many of you know, today, you may not commit that sin, but it comes through a lustful look. I can tell you, today we live in the generation of lustful looks. It is possible not to touch a man or a woman, but yet you can undress them with your eyes. And that's the generation we live in today. You look at books and you look at photographs and magazines and pictures, and this runs wild. Isn't it amazing? Everything has to do with a sensual touch. For toothpaste, it has to be a bikini woman. Anything else, it has to, you know, because people say, because sexuality sells. At any given opportunity, you know what? People may not physically do it, but they, in, in, a, in, in a mental way, they commit a sexual sin. And if you're a believer here tonight, and you may not physically do it, but you have mental, you know, sexual sin, I'm telling you, that is a violation and God will judge us for that. God forbids that. If you see in Matthew 5 verse 28, the Bible says, Jesus said, I say to you, whoever looks at a woman or a man for that matter of fact with lust after him or her has already committed adultery or sexual sin with him or her already in their heart. How many of you know Jesus took up the amen, took up that level all the way up? So don't even look. It's amazing how even in the church, you know, people have those kind of looks and, and it's very uncomfortable for a woman or even for a man. You know, that mental sexual sin has to be addressed. 
And if that's you tonight, you so easily can look through semi-nude and photographs and videos and, you know, music videos and pictures and everything and it does nothing to you. You know what? You're given into sexual sin. That has to be addressed. Isn't it amazing? So many people, they battle this, but they will not address that. One person said, most physical sexual sin is always beginning with a lustful look. How many of you know David first saw Bathsheba? It started right there. We ended up with sleeping with her. Be careful how you look, especially at someone who's not your husband or your wife or, or a person of the opposite sex. What you and I need to do is what Job did. He said, I'm going to make a covenant with my eyes. I'm going to keep it holy, pure. I choose purity. There's another, you know, sexual sin. It's called provoked sexual sin. In other words, you are provoked into a sexual sin. Those of you who are working in companies and jobs, how many of you know there are pretty bad jokes that go, dirty jokes that go. And you're called, you're, you're pushed to laugh at that. You're pushed to see things, filthy pictures. And you know, this, that, the other conversations and all of that and dressing immodestly, transparent dressing. And you know, and all of those things just to attract and provoke sexuality and sin. You know what? You need to be extremely cautious. Then there's also something called a spiritual sexual sin. And that's nothing but not a physical way. But like what James chapter 4 verse 4 says. Ye adulterers and adulteresses. Know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. In other words, we may not as believers physically commit sexual sin. But how many of you know you can commit spiritual sexual sin. That is having friendship with the world. I want to see secondly then the causes and the results of sexual sin very quickly. What causes sexual sin? And tonight you're watching me and maybe you struggle with lustful thoughts. You struggle with pornography. You give into that. And you know another woman and another man at workplace and you know it's touch. You feel a tingle. You're married but you still feel so you know pa passionate about another woman or another man. Or it could be within the family. You know that you know you're married but you know you're attracted to you know someone's sister or someone's you know uncle and this that the other. So many horror stories you read today what causes this number one is the wicked human nature how many of you can say amen the bible does say right the heart is desperately wicked who can know it is carnality that's in you you need to be extremely cautious about that david was a man after god's own heart but yet he was not left alone joseph was a righteous man but yet too, he did not go searching for sexual sin. How many of you know sexual sin came searching for him? For those of you single girls, you're staying virgin, you know, waiting for the first kiss. And you know, you want to have the marriage bed undefiled, you know what? Or a man for that matter of fact, I can promise you, you don't need to go searching for sexual sin. It comes searching to you because the devil hates purity. Why do people get into sexual sin? You know what? It's because of selfishness. If you're here, you're married and you are, you know, you're getting into sexual sin. You know, it's because of your selfishness. You want to gratify your sexual urge. I'm telling you that selfishness has to do with the devil. He has the selfishness right in the beginning. That's one of the reasons also. Also, if you see why people get into sexual sin is because they are involved in activities like that. You know, Christians, we ought to keep ourselves from any activities that lead to sexual sin. Yes or no? 
So that's the reason we don't go to, you know, the nightclubs to dance and all of that. And it starts with dancing and then, you know, movies. I'm just watching a night movie and this, that, the other, you know what, uh, uh, browsing. And I'm doing all these browsing on the internet. I'm just on the chat, you know, I'm talking chat talks and phone talks and this, that, the other. Eventually, you know what happens if you're not careful, promiscuous, uh, you know, attitude leads into sexual sin. So we have to keep ourselves away from all of these things. So these are some of the reasons why people fall into sexual sin. You have to be careful how you deal with the opposite sex. You have to be extremely careful, cautious. Amen. If you're married, be faithful to your wife. Don't look at another woman for heaven's sake. Amen. Keep yourself. I don't care if your wife doesn't cook or doesn't clean or, or this, that, the other. She is your wife. She will get better. That doesn't mean you look for another person. Or if, same thing, a husband. Oh, my husband's not like you know so and so. He'll get better. You need to stay faithful to your spouse. Young people, you stay pure. Uh, amen. This is very important. What happens if you give into sexual sin? You need to be very careful. You know why? Because God says this is wrong. How many of you can say amen? If God says it is wrong, it is absolutely wrong. I don't care if the society says it's okay. God says sexual sin is wrong. I judge it. You know what? When you involve in sexual sin, it will hurt you. It will hurt people. It will destroy your future. Your future generations will definitely be affected. Sexual sin is a serious sin. Can I tell you tonight? Husbands, can I tell you for a moment? Don't ever think you can battle, you know, secret hidden sexual sin and get away with that. Your children will be affected. David somehow escaped. But you saw what happened with Solomon. You saw what happened with Absalom. You know what? They're raping his own sister. What happened? It travels through generation. Got to be extremely careful here. Extremely, extremely careful. What happens if you get into sexual sin? Number one, it will destroy the family. How many of you know families should be a very important unit? Society. Families make society. Yes or no? As simple as that. Sodom and Gomorrah was a wonderful society. But what caused the society to break down? Sexual sin. And God had to judge a society because of what? Sexual sin. He, 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 what did he do? He, bring, he brought down fire and brimstone. So listen to me, husband, father. If you indulge in sexual sin, you're going to destroy your home. Your home is going to get destroyed. Your marriage is going to get destroyed. Wife, same way. It's not just limited to the man. I see so many women today. You may not say that, but deep down, so many women, you know, battle this, you know, in them for various reasons. You have to be extremely cautious. Sexual sin destroys family. Not just destroys family, if you see, it also brings guilt and shame. Those involved in sexual sin always brings guilt and shame. You know what? People with sexual sin, it robs you of your peace. You're always thinking, you know, I need to do this. I need to cover my base. I need to wipe up the history. I don't want nobody to know uh, this chat text. Uh, you know, you, you delete this so that your wife will not know, the husband will not know the call list and this. Every, there's no peace. Your conscience is hurt. Uh, David in Psalms 51, he says, my sin is before me. This thing always comes before you, uh, before, you know what? And you are never, never the same. Listen, my friend, this evening, sexual sin will scar your soul. You need to be very, very mindful. 
but you know what so many people are very clever to avoid sexual sin especially believers you know what they will avoid you know by uh, they, they will avoid uh, contracting a disease they will avoid getting pregnant or getting caught uh, and somehow they want to commit this sexual sin uh, and this that the other but i'm here to tell you tonight uh, when you fall into any kind of sexual sin some part of you is always left with the person you violated with you're never the same it brings shame and guilt to the individual you hurt yourself it messes you up and this is so true you know what because you you begin to put yourself in a place where now you want attention and this that the other that's why you know what we don't dress like celebrities how many of you know celebrities most often they dress to get attraction that's the reason we don't dress like celebrities we dress according to the word of god and any time you look at celebrities and start dressing like them and putting your fashion and all of that according to you're only just putting a spirit of sensuality into you you want people to be attracted that's dangerous eventually leads to shame and pain and guilt not only it brings pain and guilt you know what sexual sin hurts other people how many if you can say amen sometimes people think oh sexual sin i am the only one nobody else but you know what it violates the person you are while you know in with not just that if it's the husband you are hurting your wife if it's the wife you're hurting your husband and if you're a single you're hurting your parents and if you are both married and you know you're hurting your children eventually if that comes out and you know it breaks out it it definitely hurts loved ones and today people don't even care about that why it's normal oh we are all people of you know oh this god put that in us yes god put you know the the ability to have a sexual relationship but that has to come under the banner of marriage how many of you can say amen i want to see then the remedy for sexual sin i close tonight the remedy you know what you can overcome and have victory over sexual sin you're watching me tonight and you may not like this sermon you may not, but this that the other but you know i need to preach it because i deal with a lot of people i counsel a lot of people i see things and i look through a lot of things a lot of believers battle this and they may not say it out loud but you know what like david they get they are hooked line and you know in in the caught up unless nathan has to come and say listen buddy you're the man you did it and tonight is a nathan sermon I don't know who it is or I don't know for what the holy ghost is challenging this next few weeks we are going to be touching on sexual sin on how you have to get rid of that you cannot just think nobody sees me and you battle these thoughts of lust and you know attraction and fornication and this and that and even as marriage you know what you may be together in the same home in the same bed but your mind your thoughts your fantasies are with somebody else and I'm telling you that is a violation to the kingdom of god and god's sacred marriage so what do we do then the remedy very quickly amen hallelujah you need to be very careful this evening that you need to have self discipline how many of you can say amen the mark of a believer is self discipline self control is what one of the fruit of the holy spirit that's the reason you need the holy spirit so no wonder people who do not believe in the holy spirit do not have the fruit of the holy spirit which is what self control that's the reason they are out of control it's important you are saved filled with the holy spirit baptism of the holy ghost living by the holy ghost that means the self control comes in number 1 how to remedy be different from the world 
Christians need to be different. How many of you can say amen? In the words, in the deeds, how you talk, what you see, what you hear. Do you still watch, you know, movies and, you know, sensual movies and old movies and English movies and this, that, the other. You're okay with it. You watch all these kind of this and you think it's okay. Nothing happens. No, you are to be different from the world. The way you dress, the way you carry yourself, the people you associate with, the people you follow. You got to be extremely careful. We have to represent Christ. Be different from the world. You know what? We should not be telling all of this tonight. How many of you can agree with me? We shouldn't be telling all of this. We should be different from the world. Secondly, you need to avoid anything that leads to sexual sin. God's answer to sexual sin is what? Four alphabet word called flee. F-L-E-E. That means run. I mean, you know, Joseph did not hang in there. He ran. So God says, you know what? Run from that. Avoid anything. You know, this meeting, this, 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 there's going to be alcohol or there's going to be talks like that about sensuality or you're going to see this or you're going to hear that or you're around with so-and-so, an ex-boyfriend, an ex-girlfriend or ex-flame and on the internet or I'm on social media, the Facebook, I'm on WhatsApp and this. And you know, avoid all of those. Why? David did not avoid it when he was supposed to be at war, be in church. He was on the balcony and fell into sin. So avoid anything that leads you into sin. Like Job, you need to make a covenant. In Job 31.1, he says, I am making a covenant, uh, amen, with God for my eyes. So you have to stop your eyes from seeing filthy. You have to stop your ears from hearing filthy. Uh, filthy rather you should uh, amen stop uh, reading things that are filthy you should stay away from places that are filthy and that have sin don't be hanging around with people who are filthy and having sexual sin if you don't have any business to be hanging around with that the bible says what business does light have with darkness thirdly turn to christ for help how many of you know tonight you need to turn to Christ for help if you are stuck in that. And you know, you may not openly say that, but deep down, if you struggle with a sexual sin. And I was talking to somebody many, many years back and he said, the reason I started getting into sexual sin, pastor, is because of an abuse that I suffered. You know, because there are people, you've suffered sexual abuse from someone that you know, that you trusted, they violated, maybe as a child or as a teenager or whatever. And that started out, it opened the door to things at a very early age. And because of that, you know what? You can turn to Jesus, who's a, he, who's a hurt healer. How many of you can say amen? He can heal any kind of, uh, you know, sickness and disease, and especially a sexual sin. Maybe you've been pushed into because of abuse, whatever, or people got you into it, or you just, stuck into it or maybe there are others this is the same way your father was like father like son it runs in the family you have a weakness he has a girl weakness he has a boy weakness oh he has a little bit of weakness it, it runs through and listen jesus can break any generational curse tonight and you can have victory over sexual sin because don't forget our bodies are the temple of the living God how many of you can say amen the Holy Spirit resides here you have to ask God to help you in that Proverbs 15 3 I close tonight the eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil and 
the good. You know how tight security your bedroom may be or so and so place or this, that, the other and you think you can divulge in any kind of sexual sin and you may think you may get away with that. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord are in every place. He sees it. And young people, he sees it. Married people especially, he sees it. So there is hope for those of you who are involved in it because if you come to God and bring out that issue, he can set you free. Remember the woman at the well, she was in an adulterous relationship. Many husbands, the one she was with was not her husband. Jesus called her out. Mary Magdalene was caught in the very act. But you know what? In a moment, both these women, they were, you know, touched and forgiven by God. Rahab the harlot, same way. Now you tell me tonight, if you battle an area, I'm not demeaning you tonight, but see, don't stay in the same sin, sexual sin. It'll take you straight to hell. Don't go into the grave with a sexual sin. Tonight, God is challenging you to get your heart right. You can be victorious over sexual sin. Can I have every eyes closed and every head bowed tonight? Our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed. Quickly, for the sake of time this evening, as our eyes are closed, heads are bowed, believers are praying, laying a hold of God. And if you're watching us online and this is the first time you're joining us, if you're unsaved, maybe you're bound in addictions, you're bound in sin, and your sin can probably be a sexual sin. It could be fornication. Before marriage, you're involving in sexual sin with a girl or a boy. It could be adultery. You're watching and you are in a wrong relationship. You're married, but you're run, going around here and there. Multiple relationships, visiting prostitutes, uh, this, that, the other. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a lust problem. You cannot see a woman. Amen. Eye to eye. You have to look at her body parts. You struggle in that. It could be on the internet. It could be in a magazine. Whatever. And you struggle. That. And you know deep down. You may be even you know uh, struggling in all of the other things. Pornography. Tonight I'm telling you Jesus is the answer my brother. My sister. The blood of Jesus can wash you clean. Anybody front to back. Maybe your sin is something else. And you know your anger, unforgiveness, bitterness, hatred. Gossip, slander, speaking against God, speaking against his church, his headship, amen, division, strife, discord, all of these things and you're causing these things and tonight God is telling you that's sin and if you die in that condition, you are not going to go to heaven. Sorry, however good you may be quoting Bible verses, look at spirituality and this, that. No, tonight God says get your heart right. That's you unsaved or even backslidden. Lift up your hands. Anybody front to back, would you lift up your hands right now? Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. God speaking to you. You can put your hands down right now. Let's all stand together all across this place. Let's all stand together all across this place. We are going to finish this service in the next five minutes. I wonder how many of you watching me online and tonight you battle a sexual sin. You will not admit it, but you're a believer. You're a church member. You are probably even in ministry. You talk about church. You talk about the Bible and all of that outward. But deep down you struggle. It could be fornication. It could be pornography. It could be lustful thoughts. You have having an affair. Prostitutes. Phone sex. Text. Sexting. And images. And you know browsing. And visiting sexual sites. And all of those things. And you think somehow you got it all covered. Nobody sees it. Oh the eyes of the Lord are everywhere. The Bible says. And tonight God sees you. God called you out. God called you out. And if you don't get it right. Right now. 
There may not be any tomorrow for you. And if you die, you're going to go straight to hell. Or God is merciful. He can set you free. He can set you free. And you know, that's your weakness. Some of you, you know, that's exactly your weakness. A sexual sin. Tonight, let's kneel down. Amen. Wherever you are, let's find a place to pray. Everybody kneel down. Speak to God. I don't want you to raise your hands. Go public. But I want you to talk to Jesus privately. And if you struggle in that area, say, Lord, I struggle. I'm having this sexual desire, ungodly desire. Oh, it could be filthy words. You're always using foul words, which the world uses. Hallelujah. Tonight, God is saying, that's not a believer's portion. That's not the believer's portion. Bitter water cannot come in the same fountain as sweet water tonight. Oh, God wants to give you victory over sexual sin. Oh, Kneel down and get your heart right. Remember, repentance is a powerful choice. Repent from sexual sin tonight. Oh, set apart for you Lord. I choose to be I choose to be Alamam oh for you my master I'm ready to do your will Purify my heart, O oh Lord. Let's sing together and purify my heart. Ask the Lord to purify your heart and your mind. Don't for a moment think you can, you can hide sexual sin. Tonight, Jesus has called it out. If you don't have the fear of God to repent, I don't know what else can get a hold of you. Oh, fire and brimstone. God judged sexual sin. Oh, pure or gold and refine us fire tonight. Oh, my heart's one desire, and my heart's one desire is to be holy, is to be holy, 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 set apart and set. Choose to be holy, holy, holy. Set apart, set apart. We're gonna set apart, oh God. You ready to do your will, Lord Jesus? Ready to do your will. As our eyes are closed, heads are bowed. We're gonna finish with a word of prayer. I'm going to pray a collective prayer for if you lifted up your hands to be saved or even to be rededicated or maybe you are answering the call somewhere deep down you struggle with a sexual sin. Remember, not, not physically. Some of you may not do even physically but ever so often you struggle. Maybe you have an infatuation. You're married but you have an infatuation with another woman, another man, singles. The way you talk, you know, you, you cross boundaries in the words you speak and this at workplace. No one sees that and you somehow flirt and all of that. You know what? God hates that, especially if you're a believer. 
don't name the name of Jesus and you know what violate God's purity because of that and tonight God is so merciful that he wants to forgive you and if that's you this evening hallelujah Maybe you battle homosexual thoughts, lesbian thoughts, uh, and you're stuck with the world. You love the world and the things of the world. You know what? The, the world is all about sensuality. And if that's about you, you're very sensual. Let the Lord help you tonight. Uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you want to cry out to God. Cry out to him tonight. He will help you. And you can be victorious uh, through the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, I want you to say this with me. Say it loud. Amen. And repeat it after me and be honest with God because you know what genuine repentance is a powerful choice and after this prayer go and don't commit that sin anymore if you have videos pornographic or this that the other books and this that delete all of them get all of them burn them throw them delete that contact don't meet that person keep your distance watch careful with the words you speak I don't know what you struggle with be careful be careful say these words say Jesus I believe tonight you have ministered to me. Lord, I surrender my heart into your hands. I come before you a sinner. Wash me clean by your blood. I let go of all sin, even sexual sin that I may have indulged in. Tonight I repent from that. And I turn from it. Lord I pray. Help me to stay pure. Set apart. Victorious. Especially over sexual sin. In Jesus name. Amen. Stand together and begin to give God praise. Let's worship uh, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords right now. Father, we come right now. We give you praise and glory and honor, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Let's worship him tonight. Hallelujah. Believe